Welcome in, DNVR Bets Daily, RK Professor Dre. And Dre, is that that Denver heat out there, or is that just me starting to heat back (laughs) up? Oh, man. Feels good. Feels good. Nice night. I put on this little the hat, the glasses, mm-hmm. the headset, and I was like, mm-hmm. I kind of look like a pilot. And that feels appropriate because mm-hmm. we are about to take off, baby. Just, you know, I came like out that. of the depths and pulled off a 3-0 and night last night. Very nice. Oh, no, that's the wrong graphic. <laughs> the wrong there, graph. That's the right one. There it is. Well, there I am. Oh, oh well, that is that is you after a win. Truly. You could, I mean, the fire is confusing because I am slowly catching fire but the fire is with the money there so you're lighting the money on fire makes more sense anyways three and oh night the uh heroes the heroes are my new squad the heroes wow not not like not like that right right, but i trust them you know you have to build trust in certain teams and and whatnot and i trust the heroes especially when they're playing sorry you know what the wyverns sk wyverns wyverns the disappointment of the season we really should have created that prop with wyverns coach being the one who had the greatest odds to be fired because right now that's looking like an easy bet so the heroes have become your al team if you will yes i, is, I don't think that's how it works but that's a, <laughs> that's a nice not in the uh, kbl <laughs> yeah they have yeah, 10 I, teams you, you don't need two leagues i don't think i absolutely love that gotta say 10 team league amazing and you just got five scores to check when you wake up in the morning and oh my god the thrill (laughs) of seeing that the heroes won and covered the over they covered it on their own by the way and then just like the, the sitting on you know pins and needles for to check to see if i completed the three and oh night got down to my twins and they did a number on the Samsung Lions, another crappy team. Mm-hmm. And man, that's a great feeling. That is a great feeling, especially after a tough, tough weekend. Yeah, it was a nice night in the KBO. It really is like the Koreans created it just for betting with how simple the format is and the leagues and just having those 10 teams. I went one and one and one because I backed off just betting the overs on every single game picked three specifically went way over on my win the push obviously was a push but that was an over 11 so it hit 11 and my one under was still a nine run game last night average total runs per the five games in the kbo 15.4 wow they're lighting up scoreboards they are going off and andre you're gonna have to ask your daughter to like get off the wi-fi or something because they're really jamming (laughs) up your bandwidth over there (laughs) uh but uh, yeah you know what you're still hanging around 500 that's where you want to be any any time you could break out now and i gotta be honest dre i'm actually feeling a breakout coming for you um i you know you've just been you've been in the middle for too long here i think you I've, I've, uh, my, I'm just telling you know, Allie behind the scenes. Maybe prepare the heater alert because mm. Drake could be coming around any second here. So, you know, tomorrow, maybe the next day. I have a feeling we're going to be using that for Drake. Okay, like I'm excited for our main topic today, yes. Dre, as we get into some receiving totals in the NFL. And let me just say, 
we have now gone through a bunch of our DNVR specials, which you can only get over at DraftKings Sportsbook. We've gone through all the Drew Locke stuff. We've gone through um, a wow. couple other quarterbacks, yeah. the UFC. Uh, and so we're going to get more of the DNVR specials. They're, you know, they're, they're heating up. They're yes. in the oven, baking up right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully we'll get those soon. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about these NFL receiving totals. And we kind of just combed through the group here and found some interesting ones, ones that we like, ones that we don't like. And I want to start with the rookies. Yes. And with I love these. someone who was beloved by the Broncos fans before the draft and now surely is hated by Broncos fans. We'll start with Henry Ruggs. And Henry Ruggs has his over-under set at 7, I believe it's actually 700.5, or is it 750.5? Last I checked, it was 750. Okay, I'm I'm psyching myself out then. Yeah, you're thinking of C.D. Lamb. And that's where it's interesting how these rookie receivers have been divvied up. It is is 750.5, so good job, graphics department. Good job, graphics department, and uh, anyone else who had a hand in that. Okay. This one, I love it. Hmm. Not because I love the over. (laughs) Yes. But because I love the under. Yeah. Uh, That is a lot of yards for... I hate to do this because I liked him in the draft process. But I liked him when he was going to go to a good team with a good quarterback. And I think in Oakland... He's going to a bad to average team with a bad to average quarterback. And so then I end up backing off this and just saying, you know what? I think it's going to be a little bit for Henry Ruggs before he truly blows up. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for, for all intents and purposes, he might actually end up being a one trick pony this year. And I spent the entire draft process saying he's not a one trick pony, which he isn't from a skill set perspective. He has more skills than just being a deep threat, Mm -hmm. but I just don't trust them to be able to, I don't trust Derek Carr to get him the ball in, in, you know, variable spaces. I expect him to get screens and I expect him to go on deep routes. And I think he, again, he's very capable of doing more than that. I just don't know if they're going to be able to figure out the right ways to use him. You know, uh, an interesting comparison, and maybe you've already gone back and looked at it, would be what Amari Cooper did in his rookie season. I know he had one very good season in Oakland, but I am on the other side of this. I think that it's going to be a little bit tough sledding for Henry Ruggs in this first year with the Raiders. Yeah, and I think Cooper's a very good comparison to maybe another rookie receiver we'll be talking about in a minute. Amari did go off for 1,070 yards on 72 receptions his rookie season. But as you said, I really like the under here because I think Ruggs is going to be a one-trick pony that first year in Oakland because he's not going to have those spaces underneath to operate in. That's where Darren Waller is going to operate. That's where Hunter Renfro are going to operate. Two guys who accounted for almost 1,800 yards last season. That was another thing I wanted to point out that I just missed there in my point. He is the number one you know, receiver. He's the best receiver on the right. team. Right. And when we were talking about him coming to Denver, it was like, oh, man, you're just going to be able to use him in whatever role you want. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to be covered by number one corners on a week in week out basis here. And I think that makes it tough for him as well. 
Yeah, certainly. And I think his value to Oakland is more as a decoy and the spaces he will open up for that running game, which they really prioritize with Josh Jacobs and for guys like Renfro and Waller, who kind of emerged as the stars of that passing game. I just don't see enough plays in this wide open passing game. I, I, it's too much of a Deacon dunk quick game. I think five, 600 yards is more appropriate. 750.5, you're getting that boost because he was a top receiver taken and because that's comparable to what the other receivers are getting. As you explained in the explainer, we got to remember these numbers aren't what Vegas thinks will happen. They're what Vegas thinks will get people to put action on either side to have even odds. And I think rugs, you're primed for a 500, 600, and it's a nice over here. Or under, rather. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy who blew up at the Combine for his 40 time Mm -hmm. and then ended up on the Raiders. That is not a good uh, recipe for success for any player. Um, So, again, you know, I like Henry Ruggs. I don't want this to come off as I don't like Henry Ruggs because that would be disingenuous. I really do like Henry Ruggs as a player. But in the end, the situation is everything in the NFL. You have to find yes. yourself in a good situation. And I don't think he found himself in a good situation for his skill set. Right. Also, yeah, agreed. What up, Brennan? Thanks for tuning in. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on here. So we're both under there. Let's yes. go to the next rookie receiver here. Mm. And this one is very interesting to me. This yes. is C.D. Lamb. Yes. His yards set at 700. Point five. Yeah. You and me first. Go ahead. I want to hear what, what your thoughts are on, on this line. Over. Yes. I, I like the over I, here. I, um arguably the best receiver in the class. Mm-hmm. Um not wouldn't be my argument, but I believe it was your argument. I certainly um, thought so, yep. Yep. And he then goes to a good football team, not a great football team, but a good football team and a football team where he's not going to be dependent on in the same way that Henry Ruggs is Um, a team with a quarterback who's going to get him the ball. And he's not going to be dependent on those deep catches, although he's very capable of them. He'll be kind of all over the field. He'll be facing second cornerbacks most of the time. And it's almost the exact opposite situation. Mm -hmm from Henry Ruggs and I just it, it boggles my mind that these two are flipped. I thought Ruggs should have been at 700 and a half, CD should have been at 750 and a half. I love when I think that something should have been different than the way they put it. Yep. And that's all I need to know uh to to put my uh my money on the over here on 700 and a half. Yeah, I'm with you uh completely in sync. I mean, this is an offense that through for 4,900 yards last year. And yes, it will be a new offense. It will be a new coaching staff. I think there might be a, sl- a small dip because Dak Prescott was like his third year in that offense and really kind of blossomed. And Lamb does have guys like Amari Cooper and uh, what's his name? Michael Gallup, of course, in front of him. Still, there's going to be a lot of opportunities. Last year, the third wide receiver on this team accounted for 83 t- targets and 800 yards in Randall Cobb, a a depleted at the end of his career Randall Cobb. I think CeeDee Lamb is going to blow those numbers completely out of the water. Yeah, this just seems like an easy over. And what I thought was interesting at the kind of odds you're getting on this as well, as soon as I pull it up here, 
minus 120 for the over, minus 103 for the under. A lot of these are just both like minus 110 across the board. Already the over getting some action here. And usually we talked about lines moving based on, you know, better behavior. Usually before they move the line, they'll move the juice like you're seeing there. So this means that more is coming in on the over and we could be in for some movement um, if, you know, all 1 million people that listen to the show every day, go take this bet. You might see it pop up. So uh, you might want to go ahead and, uh, and move quickly on that one, because I think we could be heading for some movement on that. And the truth is you're not seeing very numbers and very many numbers on, you know, in the twenties or third, like Mm -hmm. you might get it moved all the way up to seven fifty. I don't know if that would be the first move, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's there by the time we get to the season. Yeah, feels like one of those. Uh, nice comment here from Cole it's making a comparison to how Calvin Ridley performed in that veteran offense, veteran quarterback, Matt Ryan, not the top receiver on the team, but still a rookie who did well. And yeah, Ridley did go off for 821 yards, easily clearing that. I think that's a nice statist- statistical comparison there. And then we got our guy, Chris Hill, coming in here saying he's already on it. So Beautiful. he moves quick, you know, no reason to uh, to hold back. And it's in Chris actually tweeted at us the other day, I think, and was like, man, I, I'm having to create two separate budgets here, one for all these props. But, you know, I look at it like uh, long-term investments. Yeah, um, we've talked about this specifically, um, you and I in private, about how we, we too have done the same thing to adjust. I, I was going to make a joke. I got a letter from the company I have an IRA under that now, given the circumstances, you can take some money out. And there are some like that Chiefs uh, Sutton touchdowns that I, I might just do that, you know. Not Sutton that I'm advising that, but yeah. <laughs> Come that on. one, that's, that's a silly. fun one. That's I love that silly. one. Yeah. Um, I... I just love I, I love this. I've never paid so much attention to props. Um, oh, and obviously, that's kind of the the hand we've been dealt here. Sure. And I just look around and I'm like, wow, there's so much value around here. You have so many options, so many places. You know, it can be really picky. Pick yeah. the ones that you love, love and get it in on them. And then, you know, six months from now, all of a sudden your account doubles in size. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. I've really enjoyed so many of these props. And that moves on to this next one, which, again, I love. Yes. We've talked a lot about this player, but I'll talk about him. I mean, you asked me to talk about Jerry Judy, and I'll just go, and you're going to have to stop me. Jerry Judy receiving yards set at over under 750.5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, this is pretty much similar to my feelings on C.D. Lamb. Obviously, mm-hmm. 50 extra yards tacked on here, but what Same. I – love about Jerry Judy besides every single literal aspect of his game is that he isn't going to be facing number ones. And I believe strongly that he is a top 10 route runner in the NFL as we speak right now, Andre. And there aren't very many number two corners out there covering top 10 route Mm -hmm. runners in the league. And the Mm -hmm. ones, if they are, they're not winning very often. So Jerry Judy for me, will eventually become the number one receiver in Denver. And I think it might end up happening uh, sooner rather than later. Because in the end, you know, you can call it whatever you want. I decide who the number one receiver is based off what the defense is doing. The defense is putting their number one corner on that guy. Mm -hmm. He's probably the number one wide receiver. And I think that 
Jerry Judy is going to become a tougher tougher cover for corners than than Cortland Sutton from a pure sticking with them perspective. Yes. You know, Cortland Sutton, you can cover him all you want and end up, uh, you know, uh, losing anyway. But mm-hmm. Jerry Judy, you know, players are going to have a really hard time remaining sticky with him. Mm-hmm. And I think teams might end up just saying, like, we can't have our number two guy out there or even number three, depending on the way that things are lined up trying to stick with this guy off the line because his releases are just too good. He can't, they can't stay with him. So I think it'll be too late in terms of this prop before teams start to figure out that they're going to need to pay a lot more attention to Jerry Judy. And uh, I think he covers this one pretty easily. I just, when I was looking at all these receiving yards props, I, I really found myself thinking about, what bets have more margin for error in them and which have less. And this is one, maybe the most margin for error possible. And CD lamb feels the same way. You've got a little more margin for error. There were so many passing yards in that attack. You know, all it takes is for Gallup or Cooper to miss a couple weeks. And then you can cover that a little easier. All you need from Jerry Judy in a 14 game span, let's say 14 instead of 16, even account for, maybe a couple uh aches and pains here all he need is 53 yards to to hit this total in 14 games 53 yards per game now that same goes for rugs you know who we just talked mm-hmm. about but this guy's a built-in second wide receiver as you said i think he really is the number one receiver and is already more dynamic in the way that he can come open on a play-by-play basis then Cortland sutton there's just, you know, all he has to do is perform at the level of a top three rookie wide receiver over the last decade or even last five years to to beat this over. That that average has been right around 770 yards um, per season. So, yeah, this just seems like an easy, easy bet on Jerry Judy. And I think as we've talked about Vegas, not really accounting for what Drew Locke did in those five games and how much, you know, potential there is for this uh Broncos passing game to really take a humongous leap forward. Completely agree. Brendan Cook comes in and says, I'm worried about Judy and press coverage, though. I'm honestly not. Um, the thing is, if big, strong corners get their hands on him, they're probably going to have a chance to uh, to disrupt his route. Where they're yeah. going to struggle is getting their, their hands on him. You watch the way that he gets his releases off the line. And it's going to be very difficult to get a strong pair of hands on Jerry Judy before he slipped by you. And the truth is, you try that and you fail, and now you're two steps behind him instead of just one. Uh, and, you know, he's off to the races. So he's going to have to get better uh, at handling it when they do get his their hands on him. Because I think there are some big, strong corners out there that are going to go up against him, and they will have success on a, on some plays. But mm-hmm. that release, man, every, I like. Yeah, I feel like the world is sleeping on this. You know, be, just because he's doing it in college, you know, people are always so weary to see a guy do it in the pros. Right. But it's like this is like um, free throws. You know, like if you're a good free throw shooter in college, you're going to be a good free throw shooter in the pros. Not nothing changes about the games in terms of how you get off the line. Like his release is still going to be elite. Mm-hmm. Now there are going to be better players right. trailing him on that release, but I so, just I you know all of a sudden his release isn't going to get worse, and it right. was way too good for college oh. players to cover him. 
Yeah, no, I mean, really well put. Impress is not my concern with Judy. If there's any concern, it's still size and physicality related, and it's more about coming down with contested catches on a regular basis, uh, especially in tight windows over the middle of the field. You know, that's where maybe his lack of physicality, he might not come down with every single ball the way Cortland Sutton does. But as far as separating from press release, his, as you've put it, his feet, his acceleration, his ability to get in and out of cuts, his releases are so immaculate. He's really going to burn people. And this is a problem the Broncos offense had all of last year is getting open in those first five yards, getting open quickly to convert a third and four. Now with the Jerry Judy and even Hamler, who has amazing releases, they'll have no issues with that whatsoever. Sometimes I forget about Hamler and then he like pops in my mind. I'm like, wow, know. you know, he... Uh, I don't know exactly how to put this. I guess in terms of the combination, if you gave like a rating for com- uh, for speed and a rating for route running mm-hmm. and you combined them together, I think that uh, Judy and Hamler would have easily been in the top four of the whole draft. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, Hamler has that elite speed. So that would have been really mm-hmm. high, but what people don't realize with him is that his route running is extremely nice. good for mm-hmm. a guy like that. You know, you put him next to Jerry Judy and he looks like he can't run routes, but <laughs> you put him next to anyone else. And uh, he is a, a, a very, very good route runner coming out of college. Uh, Andre just, you know, sucking down these lines too fast, just choking on him over there. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, okay, let's move on to our next one here. So we're both over on that. We've been consensus yeah. across the board. We did not talk about so. these That's true. Uh, before this podcast. All right, let's go on to the next one here. And which one is it? Go ahead, is it Allie. Vet time? Yeah, we'll move on to the vets. And we can go with Chris Godwin. Okay, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Travis Kelsey receiving yes. yards set at over under 1,225. And man, Dre, when you see that, that is a jarringly I large know. number. Um, and then you go back and you look at what he's done in two years with Patrick Mahomes. Yep. And both years have been over that. How do you feel about this? Last year, 1,229. Uh, 1, so even a right. few yards over this. The year before, when Mahomes won MVP, 1,336. Yeah, he's a guy who had 150 targets that season and then 136 last year. What's interesting here is you don't have a huge margin for error. I mean, all it takes is like one run of injuries for Kelsey, and this is this is really gone if you've had the over. But I like same offense, same quarterback, veteran in an offense that's going to produce a lot. And the fact is when teams scheme for the Chiefs, they're always having to pick their poison. And they're always going to select the poison they're going to select is going to be Travis Kelsey because they don't want to give up 60-yard bombs to Tyreek Hill and Nicole Hardman. So Kelsey's just that easy, open outlet who's get, getting one-on-one coverage all day because they have to bracket those guys deep. And that's why he's able to get all these targets, all these receptions, all these yards. It's not super safe, but I like that number. I like that he's been over two years in a row in this offense with that quarterback. He wasn't that far off when Alex Smith was his quarterback either. I just don't see things slowing down for Travis Kelsey. So I'm going to take the over here. Yeah. You know, you put this one down on the sheet and I, I saw it and I looked at the numbers Mm -hmm. and I look and I just, I don't, 
I don't like it. Like, I don't like the bet. I, I would just right. pass on this. You one. would stay. Um, yeah, it's it's a high number. If I, yeah, that's what you know. It's like when you're looking at like Duke playing, um, like you know, some directional school like Rhode Island State mm-hmm. or something, and then they're like minus twenty nine, and you're like, man. I mean, they should win by thirty, but I, <laughs> right. Am I really gonna, right. you know, bet that it's just it's so high? Yeah. That, no, like you. you mentioned, and you mentioned if he misses games, well, he never misses games. Uh, he hasn't missed a game since twenty fourteen. Oh, twenty fourteen on, he's played all sixteen games. So that gives you confidence if you're an over better here. For me, it's just uh, it's just too high. I don't like it. So yeah. uh, I'm gonna pass. But if I if you made me pick here i would side with the over there you go i like it all right next one here whatever you you, dealer's choice all right cooper cup receiving yards over under 1100 and a half last season 1161 yeah and that's coming off an injury and he's still just 26 entering his prime same quarterback same offense they just got rid of brandon cooks I wouldn't be surprised if Cooper Cup was in the top five or three uh, receiving yards in the league next year and was closer to 1,500 than 1,100. So I really like the over here. Uh, I think he's they're, they're, they'll have to do a market correction soon enough. This is a team that will pass the ball. He's very familiar with that offense. He's a key piece. So give me the over. Yeah, uh, I'm a big Cooper Cup guy. Uh, had him in fantasy Every year, of the, or I should say each of the last two, no, every year of his career, I've had him on my fantasy team. Uh, and he is a, it's what well, we talked about, Jerry Judy. He's a precise route runner. And it's really hard to cover those guys, like no matter sure how is. good you yeah. are. Right. Um, so even the year that he played only eight games, he there was on pace for, enough to cover this yep. uh spread right here like yep. uh, looks like 1112 is that or 1132 is that yes. what i have yeah. so yeah. that's what he would have been on pace for um last year 1161 even in his rookie year 869 so we go back to those rookie lines you know and right. we talk about yep. route runners yep. uh well there you go there's your rookie receiver Really great route runner, 94 targets as a rookie, 62 receptions, 869 yards, Mm -hmm. Uh, 14 yards a catch his first two seasons in the NFL. And he dipped a little bit to 12.4 last year. But yeah, I'm with you. Last year, even in a down year for the Rams, just a weird, never felt a rhythm for that team throughout Mm -hmm. the entire season. Even then he covers this. It's another one where I just scratch my head and I say, why why is it so low? He's not a household name. You know, if this was Antonio Brown or something, yeah, you you'd get more action on 1300, but he's Cooper Cup and he's only done this one year even though he's been on pace to do it for multiple years already and people are sleeping. So there you go. Mind that inefficiency. There you go. I like it. And let's move on to our last one here, which is Chris Godwin receiving yards. Another one that I love because you know, we haven't gotten fully into betting strategies like fading the public and this or that. Mm-hmm. But I get the feeling here that the public thinks that because Tom Brady is the quarterback, Chris Godwin's numbers are going to go up. Excellent. And I couldn't 
disagree more. I think that because Tom Brady is the right. quarterback, Chris Godwin's numbers goes down. Look, everyone loves to hate on Jameis Winston, but the man puts up numbers. I mean, and especially last year. Yes. He you led know. the league in passing yards. Exactly. I mean, they were lighting it up all over the field. He loves to move he loves to move the ball down the field. Uh he loves to just let it loose all game long, which is why he threw 30 freaking interceptions. Now, <laughs> you could probably make the case if you're an over better here that, well, Brady's not going to turn the ball over that much, which is going to allow him for more opportunities on mm-hmm. offense, which will allow Chris Godwin mm-hmm. to get more receiving yards. I just don't see it. There's a lot of great weapons there. Um, Godwin, Mike Evans, Gronk is now there. Yeah. Uh, and I think he steals a lot away from both of those guys, especially having all the familiarity with Brady. So this one, I think the public is saying, oh, man, he went for 1,300 and something yards last season, and now he gets Tom Brady? Well, I'm going to bet the over. And me, I'm saying, oh, I think he's going to be right around 1,000 yards. Yep. I feel the same exact way. And what's interesting is the Bucks are the only team on here who have three receivers with a receiving yard over under props because it's Godwin, it's Mike Evans, and then Gronk's on there. Gronk's also the only guy who has a receiving touchdown prop, which is a, an interesting one. And I'm with you uh, completely in sync with your thinking. Last year is not replicable. 5,100-something uh, passing yards is not going to happen in this passing offense again. Uh, Tom Brady has only passed for 5,000 yards once. He's only passed for over 5,500 yards this decade twice. He's thrown for under 4,000 yards this decade three times. So it's really going to, there's going to be a huge dip in these receiver stats for the Bucks because there's just not going to be that same volume. I was thinking the same thing about the possessions, the turnovers, how those factor in. Really, New England and Tampa last year averaged the same exact 67 plays per game on offense. So there's no difference whatsoever. Unreal. Yeah, I just, uh, this one, yeah, it seems way off to me. Yep. What's Evans at? I didn't even look at him. I think he's in the 1,400s, if not higher. Goodness. What's interesting is Gronk is at 600.5. And then Mike Evans should be right here unless, yeah, oh, 1,200. There you go. So. And here coming in from our guy, Chris Hill, he says uh, another sports book has Judy at 799 and a half already. So there you yeah. go. And that that makes me feel good, even better about this bet. Sure uh, and speaking of DraftKings, man, they just keep hitting you with these promotions. Like, oh, it's been uh, amazing. I'm just uh, – I just open up my app every morning and it's like, oh, you've received a 100% boost tonight. And I'm like, what? And that's that's true. Uh, they will double your money on a win tonight if you get a win. And I'm hoping to stay hot here. Oh, I forgot even to tell you at the beginning here, I went 3-0 and last night. And then I realized oh, right. I wanted right. to use my 50% profit boost last night. But I realized you have to be – it's for live bets only. So I wasn't able to use it. So then today I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to stay up until 3.30 to watch the KBO in the middle of the week. So why don't I just see what these ping pong games are like? Sorry, table tennis games. Mm. And right here, I open it up and I see Igor Elistratov versus Dmitry Merzlikin. Merzlikin. Dmitry Merzlikin, 
I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And then I'm like, hold on a minute. Is this man wearing plaid shorts in a professional sporting event? Eh, Debatable. Uh, Those are plaid shorts. No, if this is a professional sport. Oh, well, I mean, I can bet on it. Which An undisclosed gym in Russia. (laughs) This man is wearing plaid shorts. And so I said, I am going to fade the hell out of this guy. I went in on my guy, Igor, who at the time was actually an underdog because he had fallen. I think it was right before I took this screenshot. He, he was down 7-5 in this match, and he had fallen to a significant underdog. Then I threw my 50% profit boost on him. So I got him up at like plus 210. He not only comes back in that set, he sweeps Dimitri right out of the room. Insane. Cover, stress-free. stress-free right. Big shout out to my guy, Igor. I love him. And uh, hopefully I happen to meander across the next time he's playing because I will, I'll pick him hopefully. again. Hopefully, for sure. So that leads us to the mm. good old KBO, which is having a good week so far. Like, it's just they're, they're playing some fun baseball right now. Sure are. Um, so I'm going to let you go ahead and go first and give me your picks of the yeah. night. I've got two. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see if I want to go for a third. Okay. I am... I mean, things are really getting serious here for me. Um, I'm just done messing around. Le- Yesterday, I went against my my betting all the overs, and it, it came back to bite me because, as we said in the opener, you know that that would have been a three three one in one night had I just done that. But no, I selected it, and I was picky. So we're just we're taking three overs and three unders because there's there's some KBO pitchers that actually concern me. First and foremost, Dino Stud, Ku Chang Mo, who is rocking a 0-6-4 whip, hasn't allowed a, a run in two outings this season, has struck out 18 and only walked three while allowing six runs in two outings. So he's on fire. I'm taking the under for the Dinos. I'm taking that's Dinos Bears. So electric offenses. That's a game I was uh I I took the over, but I hesitated, and that was my one loss. So never hesitate. I'm taking the under. I'm not gonna get burned again. And then I'm also taking the under on KT Wiz Eagles, two really outstanding pitchers in that matchup where I'm taking the overs is LG Twins, Lions, Giants, Tigers, and then SK Wyverns against the Heroes. All right. I like it. Okay. So here are my bets tonight. I'm going Heroes minus one and a half. Uh, They're Mm. hot. The Wyverns are terrible. Keep it rolling, Heroes. Be my Heroes. I'm going Twins minus one and a half. Uh, They're taking advantage a little bit of a struggling Lions team. Okay. And then I am going to go Dino's money line against Dusan Bears plus 106. Uh, I can't believe they're the underdog in that game. feel like may, I'm missing something. May I take that too? Yes, I'm going to add that as a, <laughs> as a sixth. Uh, yeah, I love the Dinos, and they've got that great pitcher I just talked about. So we're, we're doubling down. And, and you know, that, that's also. taking my personal bias out of it because my twins are chasing the, the Dinos. Um, so I guess it's it's kind of a hedge here. If they lose, I lose the bet, but my twins gain a game because the Dinos are eleven and one right now. Three game lead on my eight and four twins. There's Drew Creaseman's insights. 
There's no yes. relief pitch and take the overs, go Twins. I, I don't know if Drew ever uh, formally announced his allegiance to the Twins. I knew he was mm. kind of waffling back and forth there. I'm, I'm glad to have Drew uh, on in the Twins gang. Uh, the Giants are definitely <clears throat> my team. Dinos are my AL team. And Drew, we've been taking the overs. That's what we've been doing. So, you know, we're, we're getting a little more exact here. Yeah, we're, you know, we're just mixing it up. The math magician, he has to take the numbers and, and put them into the formulas and see what comes right. out. And that's what's coming out right now. So I'm actually, for the first time in weeks, staying away from the run lines completely. I'm going to try to ride some hot teams here mm. uh, and see what and see what we can do. So that's the line. Those are the picks for tonight. I want to know, have you, I know that our guy Chris Hill has been riding with us in most of this. Let us know if you're, uh, if you're riding with us and, uh, if you like our pick, if you hate a pick, mm. you know, keep us informed. We want to know what you guys are thinking too. And For and sure. you're you're always welcome to, especially if you're a DNVR subscriber, drop a line you like in the comment section. We'll check it out and uh, mention it on the show, or at least give it our uh, give our opinion on it. So there we go. Uh, you know, and you can drop them in here at the beginning of the show. Hey, I really like this. I really like that. Anyways, I believe that's gonna wrap it up for us today. So for Dre. I'm RK, and we shall talk to you soon. As you guys know, we're working with DraftKings Sportsbook, so make sure you download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use the code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. The deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.